This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And my guest today is Ian Whist, who is the general manager of Wist Business Supplies and Equipment. I got the company name right, Ian, have I? With the... You do, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yes. great. All right, good to see you. Thanks for thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, hope, hope everything's okay in uh, in Tempe, Arizona. Sounds like you're having a bit of a heat wave there. <laughs> well, I can, uh, I'll address that first yeah. right off the bat because it's, it's been in the news, obviously. Uh, but I, I got rain at my home last night. Uh, it's the first measurable rain in 125, 126 days. Uh, so that was mid-March. Yeah. Uh, we had some rain. Yeah, uh, it was a long dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We'll, we'll come back to to that in, in a minute because that was uh, okay. one of the reasons I, I wanted to, to to speak to you at this this particular time. Uh, before we do that, I'm sure our listeners in the US will will know who you are and what you're your company does. But for, for those outside of the US, could you give a, a, a quick intro to, to yourself and, and to WIST? Certainly. The uh, My family uh, moved to Arizona. My grandfather did in 1922. And with three other partners, he opened an office products company. So that's what, 101 years ago. Family's been in this business. Uh, he sold his share and started this business in 1955. So that makes us 60 plus years old in, in this iteration office supply janitorial office furniture is a big cat of category for us the general categories you see from other dealers you know primarily our business is, is in phoenix and tucson mm. and we do a lot in both you know local government space and, and also the private sector okay all right uh you all the general manager any any other family members in in the business Yes, general manager, owner. Uh, my brother's in the business. Uh, he's half owner as well. He stays more on the uh, the technical side of the business, so you don't see him, really. Actually, I think he's over in the UK right now okay. <laughs> on holiday. All right. Okay. So he's uh, in in the cool weather of of the UK, which actually cooler than here. <laughs> despite my accent, I don't actually live in the UK. I live in. In the south of France, which does sound quite exotic, but uh, yeah, it's home. It's home for me. So uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted to get in touch because we've been hearing about these you know incredible temperatures that you've had in the, in the Phoenix area for 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 a long time now. I thought I was just checking checking some some stats. I think it's the the twenty seventh straight day of temperatures over one hundred and ten degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Uh, yes, which for for those who don't know Fahrenheit, and I must admit, I I, I had to check. That's 40, over forty three degrees centigrade, which is which is it's hot by anyone's standards. I was just, is this something that's unprecedented in your part of the world? Uh you know, it's let's put it this way: the the, the duration, Andy, is is what's different. Uh, we're used to days where we'll get up to forty six Celsius, you know, one hundred and fifteen, and that's really where we've been. We've been over the 110, but we're at 113, 115, 118 in Fahrenheit. Uh, at night, it's really only going down to about 35 Celsius for you right. or centigrade. Um, so that's it's a hot night. So it really never cools down. And we had, what, the 26, 27 days straight of that. That's unusual. We'll have a week like this. We might have 
a cooler week followed by another week like this. So it is unusual. There's no doubt. Right. When you look at that from from a business point of view, does that throw up any particular challenges? I guess either from the standpoint of the way you operate your business or or your customers are they are they doing things differently? Are you having to sell them different products? Or are they changing their working patterns, which might impact you? Anything like that? I would say less than you would think. Mm. Uh, we're we're living in Phoenix. Uh, hot weather's part of the bargain. Okay. Uh, well, this is novel that it, it goes on so many days straight. But yeah. you know, if there's a city that's adjusted and ready for uh, extreme temperatures, we would yeah. be it. Uh, but things do change. We have had to uh, take a closer look at our drivers and their well-being uh, each day to make sure they're not overheated. They're drinking enough fluids. Uh, all of their equipment, so to speak, their their water containers there where they they keep their food and beverages you know they have containers to keep those in their trucks cool with added additional fans to the to the, the vehicle so they have more air circulating through the cabin of the truck so really for us it's it's about the health and mm. welfare of our people who are outside because that's it's tough okay I kind of imagine you selling things like uh, fans and lots of lots of water <laughs> and those, those kind of things to keep people cool. Is that something you're seeing? So we sell, yeah, we're selling a lot of water. <laughs> so uh, if you see a, the containers, the normal 40-foot container you see on, on container ships, uh, we're selling probably one of those every other day. <laughs> so we've moved about 15 containers of water, which we would call tractor trailers here tens of thousands of cases of water it's uh <laughs> we can't keep it on the floor <laughs> and it's a lot of water but in terms of people in offices i guess every everywhere is air conditioned maybe there's a few people on, on vacation or on summer holiday at the moment as well so I, don't, I guess you you probably get a little bit of a trough this time of the year anyway in terms in terms of business i think on the on the private sector you're absolutely right we have uh, a lot of folks escape the summer, uh, especially when, the, when the, the kids are out of school or summer leave. Uh, it's a, it's our business is, is based on our, our customer base. We're really most quiet first quarter. Uh, and then we get very busy second quarter, so April, May, June, uh, because we do so much state, local, municipal, county, and education business. That second quarter, their budgets are going and that's a very busy time for us. And then July, August, September, the third quarter is probably our second best quarter. Uh, they again to refund it. They have new budgets, and then they begin to spend. Uh, and then it tails off toward the holidays when you get to October, November, December. So uh, we we run. Uh, a, it's counterintuitive, but we're most busy in the summer. It's not the way it used to be when we were all private. Uh, you know, it was the the reverse of that. So a little counterintuitive of what's going on here. Okay. I guess from my point of view, it would be the middle of the school holidays at the moment. I think in some, in Arizona, you go back a bit earlier than, than other, other states. I think in some districts in Tempe have gone back already. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a funny thing, uh, Andy. It's, uh, it's never, you know, from my era, it was never done that way. But they go to a, a full round, a full year, and they really, the summer break is maybe a month or three weeks and uh, a lot of the, the districts, to your point, are, are back in school. 
And I, I do wonder about the safety of the children, you know, going <laughs> running around, but they probably keep them indoors or in a gymnasium yeah. or similar so they don't uh, get overheated. Okay. Do you, do you sell into that school market? Is the back to school a quite a good time for you? It is. Uh, back to school is very important time of season for us. So, you know, just as a furniture category is very important to us, back to school and the school districts are very important to us. Uh, we work heavily in that area. We, we participate in events uh, for educators and the educators that are, are buying, consuming our supplies. And uh, we have a great team on that because uh, it's a it's a pillar of support. I guess that ties in with your involvement in the local community. I know you've been a proponent of that for for many years. There's an, there's an initiative called Local First Arizona, which I know you've been involved in. I've actually just discovered that it's celebrating its 20th year anniversary this year. Are you, are you still still involved in that? We're still a, an active member in Local First, and we have some partnership agreements where they will help us facilitate in certain instances, introductions to organizations and businesses in in, in Arizona, and uh, they get a they get a small percentage of profit on that. So it helps them keep their lights on, and uh, obviously it, it benefits both uh, organizations to keep uh, businesses here healthy, and we we take care of one another. Uh, it's a fantastic organization, and the leader of it and the founder is an amazing human being. She's she's something else. Okay, good. And this buy local trend is—is that is something? I guess since, since COVID, that that's increased. You're seeing more traction with that. Any any anything there? Uh, I would say, Andy, that you know the buy local gains a little more traction every year. Prior to COVID, I think what it's done the cold COVID was open up local businesses' minds to all the categories an office products or a business products dealer can bring to the office. So, you know, you look at the, when they started looking to us for PPE, uh, the personal practice, the masks, the gloves, a lot of things that we, we lived and died by those sales for a time. Uh, with that, now these the local customers see us as a bigger partner mm. for many more products. And that's where we're getting into all these this water. Uh, we're seen as a supplier to a lot of different new things and uh because we're local we can service it uh better i believe okay going back to another channel i don't know if this is tied in perhaps with with the the scorching heat that you're, you're having at the moment does it does that raise awareness of issues such as global warming and, and does that then encourage people to look at sustainability uh, either from a product perspective uh, looking for sustainable attributes or even you know, reducing their own carbon footprints and and is is there something there that you can you can help companies with another really great question andy and right now it's it's, it's <laughs> don't laugh at it it's about survivability we just want to get out of this heat wave uh with with our skin and um, you know customers are asking more often for sustainable products that's what we find uh we find large organizations have green committees and they've maybe had them in the past but they're actually for us they're beginning to have an impact on the purchasing decision in the past they would they would make recommendations but it's too expensive you know it's, we can't pay for that you know it would be looked at by the procurement department that's nice but we're not interested we like buying this other thing uh we're actually seeing some product 
change over now to uh, more sustainable type uh, purchases. Uh, that's where the green committees are actually having some traction. That did happen during uh, the COVID period. So we're actually seeing making some decisions and diverting spend toward, towards uh, you know traditionally more expensive products because it, it will make a difference. And um, you know people debate the global warming one way or the other, but you know I stay right down the middle and say, look, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep my footprint as small as possible and move forward. Yeah. What are the, some some of the things that you you're doing then to to reduce your, your carbon footprint? Oh, you know, obviously we're here. You know, electricity is is we you know we we set our thermostats. We we're working in CSA seventy five degrees, seventy four, seventy six degree temperature within the office. Uh, I'm not sure what that is in centigrade, but you know, at night everything is automatically programmed that it raises the temperature up, and we're not going to you know burn mm. energy, you know, electricity for no no good reason. And, and we're very methodical on our route manifest system, so uh, we are most practical and economical when we run our routes. We're not wasting fuel going in the wrong directions. We're going to do it efficiently. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Turning to the, the general business climate, either in your region or in the US as a whole, we hear about inflationary pressures and I think the Fed has just raised interest rates. Again, yeah. obviously that increases the cost of, of, of borrowing. I mean, how, how, do, you view, how do you view the, the, the current business climate? For, for myself, Arizona is a, is a good market to be in. Uh, it's growing. We never really, you know, we had some shutdowns during COVID. But uh, the type of state we are, uh, it was never a complete shutdown, uh, less partial shutdowns. I mean, if I was in the East Coast, I would tell a very different story. But uh, the climate here is good. I'm, I'm glad to be in this market. Uh, we work hard to protect our market. Uh, we're trying to stay in front of it. And uh, there is growth. So we'll take that. And this is the, you know, I don't know if you hear, you know, office products, people aren't saying they're growing. You know, if you can stay even, you know, that that's a that's a, a, a victory in itself. So we don't want to seed any ground. I'd love to grow faster, but that's really just share shift from other people. And mm. the targets then, you know, you're looking at Office Depot and, and Staples in that regard. And But Amazon has a huge share of everybody's wallet. And uh, trying to convince people to, to, to give up that share and back, give it back to us is, you know, that's our job. Some yeah. challenge. Yeah. What's the situation with hybrid working in, in your region? A lot less traffic on the way to work. <laughs> uh, so I, I my commute now is at least five, 10 minutes shorter than it was. Uh, Mondays and Fridays, especially slower. You'll see those hybrid workers really on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's just, it's different. Uh, my daughter works in Deloitte and uh, she's completely at home uh, doing her, her, her cloud consulting. So, in that respect, there are just there are just fewer people on the roads working. But we do, we you know, it's it's not as extreme as it is in, in other areas where there's a lot more of the hybrid work where people just work from home a lot more yeah. often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I think it's the JLL office report that, that came out recently. Trends seem to be heading towards more in-office presence, but as you said. Mainly in that uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, either three days or, or or two days, two days a week. So, 
when you when you've got a business that's based on selling products into into offices, how how does that impact you? Have you managed to to pivot and then su- supply the the full gamut of whether people are working from home or they're in the office? Well, what we we really looked at, you know, when you have people who are working remotely, say two days Mondays and Fridays, and they're in the office the other days, but then let's get them their camera or their their computer. Let's get them. Uh, footrest. Let's get them a keyboard. Let's get them a mouse. We're setting up people for their home office, mm-hmm. and that includes furniture. It could be chairs, etc. Filing on the in office that you know snacks and beverages to have available, so people are more incented to come back to the office. Uh, they have more choices on things they can eat, things they can drink. We've found that incenting staff to return and have the interactions face to face is valuable. Uh, we're not at a five-day five day week situation yet, but uh, the incentives that uh, employers are trying to offer impacts our, our, what we're selling. Yeah. Are you doing anything on the business interiors side? Yeah. So on that, you know, people are changing up what they what they traditionally have. You know, there's a lot more collaborative space out there. We're having a, a record furniture year. Again, it's just bigger and bigger each year. <clears throat> but a lot of that is is refashioning what they have today. They're removing all the old and putting in more collaborative space and more touchdown spaces, uh, more soft seating for you know general group areas, or they're reconfiguring what they have and adding to it and just making it uh, appear differently and make it function differently. It's it's been uh, a busy time, and so in in a way, it's it's been a good thing. Yeah, but that that's a consultative approach. It's not. Uh transactional people just buying tables and chairs oh, yeah. from yes designers it's hmm. it's space planning it's it's a lot yeah, yeah. it's everything no, that's, an, that's an interesting interesting market now we've had the news from the us this week that ups uh and the teamsters Oof. union have have looks like they're going to re- reach an, an agreement uh was was that a i guess a collective sigh of relief throughout the the independent office products channel it is uh for me, I, I think that uh, a lot of product gets shipped to us via UPS, and they're here every day. Uh, we try and find more economical, practical ways to ship things. There are other services out there that we we, we migrate to, and we try to find things that are most cost effective because UPS is expensive. It's but it is the best. So uh, we really work hard to uh, avoid it if possible and find the best partners we can. And oftentimes we'll, we'll use other dealers within the, within the country to help us if they're in Las Vegas or they're in you know Los Angeles to uh, take care of our customers. Yeah. If the strike had occurred, what what would that have meant? You think? Ugh. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Outbound for us, it wouldn't have affected inbound. There'd probably be quite a bit of product uh, right. wouldn't be coming in the way we expected. And it's those important things you really need right away, and it's going to have to get there. You, it must be there. Uh, that would have been disruptive. You know, yeah. we have enough disrupt- disruptions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, you know, I know you're involved in the the ISG group quite quite heavily. Obviously, you were former chairman of uh, of Trimega before the before before the merger. Um, I was just looking through the committee list. You're you're on quite a lot lot of committees, so you, you must be quite quite busy with, uh, with with all of those. What what are some of the some of the things that you're you're doing at the moment with ISG? Oh boy, ISG is uh, is it's an its own animal. It's quite different than owning a dealership. Uh, 
you know, I think that the definition of with ISG, you know, it is a buying group, but it's also a member group. So, you know, there's marketing and a lot of other things that the group does and education, you know, there's Jansan specialists that help dealers, MPS specialists that help dealers grow their business and bring on the adjacencies. So it's, it's, it's a two headed animal. It, it does the buying group side, but it does the membership. And uh, I think some people will just view it as one or the other, but it's both. Yeah, I'm looking forward to industry week coming up. Uh, I don't see any surprises there just yet. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike Gentili is going to be retiring and I think a very important decision has to be made on mm. whatever the new leadership is going to look like. Uh, we're discussing that mm. and uh, no decisions clearly yet, but uh, it, we're working as fast as we can. There's a lot of people on vacation. Uh, people are busy executives running their business. So we're trying to all fit that in and uh, get that done here soon. Do you think there will be an announcement at Industry Week about uh, a successor? I would hope so. Mm. <laughs> That's I would say that uh, you know there's four people on the committee and uh, I'm doing the search and it's still got to has to go to the board for for their uh, approval. Uh, we're just trying to you know turning the earth over right now to get to the right people, and once we have that you know decide on one, and then to get that in front of the board. Uh, it does take time. Uh, to get that done but industry week is is october yeah it's october mm. yeah so we have time i think we'll get it done and i'm hopeful hopeful there'll be an announcement by then because if mike's retiring he can stay on longer if, if we just are not successful in finding somebody mm. in by the end of the year but uh that's the intention yeah okay and uh, and just to to wrap up what's uh what's top of your to-do list for the next few months uh, I want to convince Steve Hilliard to come here in July next year. That's <laughs> <laughs> high on my list. And I'd like him to spend a week in a tent in my yard and you can see what it's like to live here. Uh, no. Uh, you know, in the upcoming year, we're, we really have to pivot uh, the, the dealers that are still standing. You know, we've seen a lot of people suffer through COVID. We've seen consolidation. You just see people disappear. And... There are so many factors and reasons for that, but those of us who are going to remain vibrant and we're going to be successful, we really have to not, you're not going to pivot tomorrow. You, you have to pivot every day and we're, we're moving into so many adjacencies. See, if you told me even a year ago that you would sell 15 tractor trailers of water in next July, I would say probably not. Uh, we're exceeding the expectations of the supplier. So we're working harder for people. We need more of this or we need more of that, uh, but we're buying less of the traditional. Uh, it's an everyday process, mm -hmm. Andy, and I think this the evolution has, is sure. we have to embrace it. Yeah, and be nimble there to to take any opportunities that, that present themselves. Yes, if we do the same thing we've always done, we're always going to get what we always got. Yeah. So. All right, Ian, great to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. Hope things cool down a little bit in, in Arizona in, in the coming day, so days and weeks. And uh, take thanks. care. Hey, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, Andy. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play 
Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.